Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-KIDO, 580-5436, that's our number. If you prefer email, it's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. So are we really back into this super volatile market? I don't know. It's, I don't think so. And there's always much to be made of every time the market moves a half a percent in either direction. And it's really not very much. And it's what markets do. But in this world of hyper-reporting of everything, we get this impression that markets are moving around quickly, fast, and just furiously not sure of themselves. And if the Fed says something or doesn't say something, they put a new word in the statement, then everybody is fawning over the idea that something big is happening, a sea change. Because after all, the market is all about the Fed. Or is it? I mean, it's something we've talked about for years because it's always all about the Fed. No, it's not. If it was all about the Fed, that's all you'd ever have to do, and you'd always be right because you just follow the Fed. Fed's cutting rates, okay, then just buy. Buy what? Which things are going to do best? Those things are always in flux. They always are. And it's not all about that. It's all about innovation, companies' profitability, new stuff. Look what's happened with Tesla over the last few years. It skyrockets, absolutely skyrockets. Best performer or one of the very best on the whole stock exchange. Then all of a sudden, everybody hates it. Is it because of Twitter? Is it because of competition? all the above, and now they're in love with it in a, in a span of two months. The stock's moved from under 100 to over $200 a share, 100% gain. Does this make sense? Of course not. Is it because of the Fed? Is it because of something the Fed said? No. Oftentimes, stocks trade on their own, not with the market, not as a market. We oftentimes think of the, uh, each individual stock as part of the market, yes, but the market, no. No, the market is full of the good, the bad, and the ugly, even on a daily basis. There's stuff going on out there as the company says, oh, well, we don't think we'll make money for the next six years. <sighs> craters, even as the market could be up hundreds of points that day. And if you own that, you're not going to feel like you really got rich that day, would you, right? And so we're seeing this within the market because we always see this. Tesla is special. There's no doubt. It's been followed. It's been memed. Meaning, you know, people get on and, and they buy their half a share of Tesla and all those things. We get it. It's special. It's different. But the market is full of hundreds of companies like that. Flying all over individually. Maybe that biotech, the, 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 the drug trial didn't work out real well. And so the stock craters. 
it's this constant shuffling. And so often everybody refers to it as this one thing, as if the market is the thing. It's not made up of individual companies whose outlook is different from the market. So did, did things change with Tesla? I mean, did they announce a, a, a new plant that was uh, up and going? Did they, they announce that, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden everybody was going to be buying Teslas again? No. But the stock's up 100%. Markets aren't logical, and individual stocks are even less logical at times. Momentum is a huge equation. And yet people st sit around and try to figure it out, and it's just, just no point. So what are we doing here? <laughs> That's a great question. What are we doing here? What we're doing is we're talking about behaving well with our investments. This isn't a, I knew I was right. That's not the point of what I'm going to say. The point is when companies like Tesla that are real, have been around, they're actually profitable, fall 50, 60, 70%. Even though I hate the automobile industry, you have to stop and you have to value what is Tesla? What is it? Number one, it doesn't fit in most people's portfolio at all because stocks that can get cut in half and then double in, in a couple of months are not any part of most people's portfolios. I mean, just not. Shouldn't be, can't be. Okay, so there you go. But I think since it's in the news all the time, it's a great example of a great company. One that I never owned until just recently because it's down a ton. It's down a ton. And then this company, when you take it and break it apart, you say, is it a battery company? I don't know. Is it a car company? Kind of. Is it a tech company? Uh, definitely. What about all those miles it drives? Think about Google. That's why I use Tesla. It's a classic example of a company that has a lot of data that people don't value at anything. Same with Google. They have a lot of data about people, their habits, and not just spying on them, but generally trends. Very valuable data. We're moving towards autonomous cars, whether you like it or not. People are going to hop in a car without a driver and go places. It's coming. Trucks already take stuff in Europe without a driver. Still testing, still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure out the laws when something goes wrong and somebody gets hurt. It's a big process, but it's coming. And so we're having all of this data. Who has the most data in the world? Tesla does. They download every street, everything that your car has been on whenever you plug in. Like that's a lot of data. That's mapping all the streets, all the stuff, everything. That's super data. That's worth something, I think, right? And so you go through that, and you think about Google, and it's off 50%. You're like, wow, these companies have got a lot of stuff. You break the, part, the pieces apart. You say, I don't know if I can own any of this big tech stuff. 
it's overpriced. That's what everybody says. Well, when stocks like Apple, Tesla, Google go down so much, shouldn't they be looked at and think about what they have? Is Tesla going to have a lot of competition? Of course. Do, you, do I think all of the big manufacturers in the world are just going to roll over and play dead? No, of course they're not. But they're way ahead in batteries and things like that. And so when stocks fall so much, even if they're companies you don't really follow, you have to take a peek. And that's why I say it just really doesn't make a difference what you think the market is going to do or not do. You just have to own the great companies when they go down a lot and not wonder, are they going to go down further? Because undoubtedly, when you buy them, they will go down further. You don't get the low trade. You just have to sub submit to the fact that you're going to be wrong, at least in the short term. It's that's what we're doing, right? It's not we're not trying to figure out the markets and 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 what the Fed's going to do. That's for people trying to sell advertising in between babbling. And it poses as business discussions. And the only real value is is if, you know, they happen to have a CEO on that's talking about their company and it's interesting, right? It's like well, what is going on at Google? What what are you guys working on? What's your next, you know, moonshot? That would be, in, in, that's interesting, right? It's interesting what's going on in biotech, genetics, the Internet of Things, robotics, AI, frightening, frightening stuff. But what we get with all this is normally what we get isn't interesting, insightful. It's babble. Well, what do you think the Fed's going to do? Who cares? Good gosh, they, they tell us what they're going to do for months in advance. And this is what we focus on and why it won't work or why it will. We, we layer our politics over the top, and all of us do it, as to why this will work or not work. And why it's okay to be a stumbling, bumbling fool in the White House, the most powerful person in the world. It's not okay. It's frightening. And the world is not a safer place. It's a very unsafe place when you have that. And it makes people uncomfortable. But we can't have a discussion about it because then it becomes political instead of the reality of why people feel uncomfortable, no matter what your politics are. People are uncomfortable, poll after poll. I don't think we're on the right track. I'm not comfortable about the future. I think our kids are going to live less well than we do. First time in history. Depression everywhere. All of this stuff feeds into how we feel about our investing. That's problematic. But if we separate it, and see what companies are doing, and simply own the great corporations. We're in good shape. We're in good shape for the future. All right, we've got to take a quick break. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetzalFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Again, our number is 580-KIDO. 
You know, it's interesting. There was an interesting article today in the uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, and it was on a a rich session, meaning are we in a recession, generally declining economy, or one that affects different people at different times? Normally, a recession affects, well, everybody to a degree, but most importantly, people on the lower end. Well, people on the lower end, at least the working ones, I guess the non-working ones, we just keep getting gifts out of Washington, D.C. on the backs of our children and grandchildren. So they're doing great. But they were doing great before. I mean, it's just the same, the same. Just here, here's more. Here's more buying votes because we care. And then we have the working poor, which has always tried to strive to get up the scale. So you're talking about the next, if you will, quintile, the next 20% of the people. They're doing very well right now. They have been doing very well for quite some time. This was talked about. They didn't want to talk about it much because under Donald Trump, a lot of people were doing well on the lower end. Remember the, that wage gap that everybody focuses on? It was closing, closing very rapidly. And the lower end was doing well. Well, that's been exaggerated now because of the pandemic, right? So people that want to work, you're trying to find work. I'm saying, let me refer to it. We're trying to find workers in all kinds of fields. So wages have exploded on the lower end. And what we're seeing now also are during this time, the layoffs that are occurring are almost all technology. It's not, if you will, lower end jobs. So those folks have skills, but when a company like Google has an average salary of 300000 I get they're in the Bay Area and all that stuff, but still, 300000 is the average salary. When they lay off 10,000 people, that's a significant number. A significant dollar amount that's been changed. Well, those folks aren't going out and getting $80,000, $100,000, other jobs. But there are people out there that are. And that's the interesting thing with this. I found it interesting. I think you will too if you uh, subscribe. I think it's a very interesting uh, article. So look for that. Um, I I just, it was pretty in-depth hunt, if you will, at the economy. All right. Well, you hear the music. We're going to be out of here for a quick commercial break here with Fox News. In hour number two, I want to share with you a a, a trip. I'm on a trip here a little bit. Went to the Reagan Library. I've got some reflections for all of us. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And of course, as I always say, these are my opinions, my opinions only. And if we talk about a stock, it has nothing to do with whether you ought to own Tesla or Apple or what have you. They don't fit in most people's portfolios at all. Great corporations, but I'm not here to tell you what to buy, 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 and sell, 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 as we discussed in the first hour. It's, It's a process of simply looking and not trying to figure out the market or individual stocks, what it's going to do. But when great companies sell at great discounts, it's time to own them. When great companies sell for too much, it's okay to trim them. But generally speaking, 
This is simply something that you don't need to trade. You just need to own. Own the great companies. Own the market. You don't have to figure out the whole... What, the market will figure it out. And the companies that are doing great will become a bigger share of the market. Very naturally. Driving indices to higher levels. But what we spend so much time doing, as we know, is just we spend an endless amounts of time listening to blabber and not finding insight. You know, it's, it's interesting to me and how the human brain works, and, and it, it is a real trick. But how do you go through and listen to constant blabber in order to get insight? The answer is you don't. Your brain is confused. It's confused by data. Too much. Too much data just spewed is not going to be helpful at all. There's not insight in there. We think if we just keep listening and gathering more that we will somehow have good insight, and we don't. It, it confuses our brains. You know, I... I um, so escaping the, the winter for a little bit, um, and of course, during the pandemic, we all learned how to work a little bit remotely and things like that. And that's exactly what, what I'm doing. But went to the Reagan Library last week. And it's, it's a mix of emotions. I've always wanted to go to the Reagan Library, and Ronald Reagan is, I, I just, just still can't believe how important a person he is for all of us of a certain age. Everything changed. We, 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 I became an adult at the, when he walked into the White House, right? It's, I moved to Boise and, and started in this career when Ronald Reagan took office. Interest rates were, had peaked, will peak shortly thereafter, at 21.5 prime lending rate. Inflation was out of control. We had a president that was not leading, was clearly leading from behind. Russia was pushing everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. The Middle East was on fire. Terrorists everywhere. And they were. Our country was vastly divided. It was a really bad time in America. And I came out of there thinking, you know, obviously, and there was, it, it was truly, I, I, there's not a person that walks through there, and I, I think, that doesn't become emotional at different points, whether it's Nancy talking about the slow decline into the sunset of her husband, the funeral. It's all moving and touching, but you come out of there and it was, it's put together. It just, you just have to go. It's put together in such an artistic way. But this is a time when somebody came on the scenes and took a con consistent message for decades. He'd honed his message for decades that America was special. It was different. It was great. And it was great because it was free. And we were all confused. And we were. And the economy was absolutely horrifying. I was, I, 
There's never been anything like it. Well, the voters made a wise decision, and they kicked out Jimmy Carter. And after eight years of Ronald Reagan, we had 30 more years of incredible prosperity. And we now come back to lazy Americans again. So I, I'm just going to give you a couple of thoughts. And, and I, 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 don't, I don't think America's done at all. I came away crushed that where are people like Ronald Reagan? You don't have to be him. There's nobody like him. But people that really care about the country give their life for it, all of their effort to it, to individuals' freedoms, not to politics. And, and it feels like we don't have anybody, but we will. We didn't have anybody then until we had Ronald Reagan. And people still have that inherent belief. I, I, I believe it. So I'm left with this feeling like, God, where are we? What is wrong with us? We, we, we argue about the fact that young people want to kill themselves. Young people are full of depression in the most abundant time in the world. Why? Oh, it must be bullying or something like that. It's, it's, we can't even have a discussion that it doesn't rain on somebody's you know, wokeness. It's, it's hard. We need to have these discussions. We're lost. And I was also, at the same time, felt this incredible belief that we will have another Ronald Reagan. That our country, maybe the pendulum now again has swung too far. That we will have somebody come. That we'll be a real leader, not a political leader, a real leader. You don't have to agree with everything they do, but they lead. Because they believe in this country, they believe in the individuals in this country, and they just want the best for this country. Not their party. I think there's people out there. I know there's human beings everywhere that feel that way and really want the world to be a better place for their kids and their grandkids. That we can't just spend money and all these other things. And it turned. It was quite an experience. I don't know how to explain it except to say it touches on all of your emotions. It's an amazing place, amazingly beautiful, and an amazing time. And maybe it's that time in life. But anybody who's over 50... And anybody that has any historical sense who's under 50, this country was different before and after. And the Soviet Union imploding, I mean, it's just an amazing series of events in those eight years. We can change, and we can change on a dime. We were in a big, big hole, and we got out of it. And that's what I was left with in the end, after all of the back and forth, frustration with the nonsense we have going on out there and the people that are just absolutely hopelessly self-centered, 
whatever. I, I, it, it, some of it is just hopeless, and, and, and I understand that, and they are. But that's not all of us at all. And it's not even all of us that disagree politically. People do want the best for their kids and grandkids. And they may want to go about it in a different way. But if it's best for them, it's best for our country and all of us. And I think people do think that. And as we innovate, we create, and we have more technology to live longer, more productive lives. It does, in fact, open up and make it more difficult, more difficult for sure, to also have privacy, individual freedoms. People who, like in China, the endless abilities to spy on their own people. But at the same time, we also can disseminate information and grow in ways that we only dreamed of not long ago. All we need is good leadership, and I think, I think somebody will come along. Some people will come along. Some things, the, the pendulum may swing too far, and maybe we're already there. We're just in the beginnings of it. But that's what I was left with, was, was in the end, after the frustration of where are the statesmen, where are the real leaders? I was left with, they're out there, and they're coming. And we went too far one way, and we're coming back. That's what I was left with, and that's, I, I know you didn't tune in for money matters to hear that, but it was a, on a personal note, it was, a, it, it was an important thing with all of the craziness going on in the world, balloons that are, you know, we shoot shoot out whatever birthday balloons out of the sky with missiles for gosh sakes and then we let chinese balloons go all over the place of course we're all frustrated we're all what's going on we're afraid and i think that that is the kind of thing that leads to the pendulum swinging our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetzalFinancial.net. I'm going to take a quick break here and give people a chance to give us a call. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. Dave at PetzalFinancial.net if you prefer email. And right now, let's go ahead and go to the phone. Let's go to Paul. Paul, thanks for holding. Go ahead, please. Hey, Dave, it's a pleasure to call in and speak to you today. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say that was a, a great monologue that you just gave. Uh, very inspiring, sir. And uh, I just wanted to say that uh, me and my group of guys are not afraid. We are not afraid because God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, sound mind. There's a lot of patriots out here. And, uh, we uh, thank you for, for what you do uh, in the community, uh, and uh, but we are not afraid. Uh, we, we are going to be here to pick up the pieces when it all falls apart. But the reason for my call, Dave, uh, is I've been doing some research on uh, private membership associations, and I had some financial questions real quick, uh, specifically. Um, Fire away. So, thanks. 
Um, so with the, the private membership associations, I'm trying to figure out uh, how private associations uh, can uh, form bank accounts and operate in the private domain uh, without having to file taxes. I don't even know if it's possible. I know that uh, churches do it under the tax filing 508C1A. Um, it's mm -hmm. faith-based private membership association. But for any other private association, what would you recommend, if anything, for how we can uh, collect member dues into an account? Or if we do that, do we have to uh, have some sort of tax filing status and file with the IRS? Yes, you will. First of all, um, you're probably going to be wanting to look into doing a nonprofit, okay? You can do it on anything, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's mm -hmm. lots of nonprofits out there uh, that are, whether it's the uh, Children's Museum, that's not a government thing. That was a, a group of individual or an individual, their, her dream uh, to do it. And um, it's not for profit as well. So there's lots of different places, and, and that's where those groups would be. Um, I'm a member over at Hillcrest. It's a, it's, it's, it's a not for profit as well. So uh, there's certain rules you have to follow, and you better follow them closely. You can get in a lot of trouble. So you do, they're looked at, and you will have to file. So you still have to file uh, tax returns, status, money coming in, money going out. All of that stuff is still going to be there, but it's not taxable. So that's what you want to be looking into is, 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 is trying to form a nonprofit and uh, make sure you follow those rules, and, and, and you're off and running. Gotcha. Is there a way to uh, have a private uh, association? Because under the Constitution, we do have the right of private association under the first, four, uh, first, fourth, fifth, fourteenth amendments, just to name a couple. Um, so, can we still operate as a private membership association and just do, just operate on cash only and not have to file with the IRS? I doubt it. If you're collecting money uh, from people and or investing it or however you're, you know, whatever you're doing with it, earning money on it, then it's going to have to be taxed at some level or you have to be tax exempt. And so okay. I, I doubt you can do that. I, I just don't see it functioning uh, under the radar, if you will. I mean, if you're just a small organization of a group, of, you know, small group and everybody kicks 100 bucks in, I, I you know, nobody's going to know or care. But if you're if you're branching out and you're wanting to grow this into hundreds or thousands of people paying dues and collecting lots of money and going and using it to go lobby for whatever it is you're trying to do, um, that type of thing, then you are, are now out and getting attention and people may look you up. And, and if they can't find you, then you're then you really might have some problems. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate your time, sir. Have a great day. You're absolutely. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate uh, I, I, I'm glad you uh, like the message, so I appreciate it. You all have a great rest of the day. Thanks. And our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. You know, before we take, a, take our uh, Fox News break here, it is a confusing time. And I don't just mean politically. I don't mean what in the world's going on with our kids drugs, uh, the world is upside down, uh, it, it's backwards. That is all super true and confusing. But it's also the economy itself. And part of that is because 
it's not that we're trying to figure it out. It's more like looking at it and going, how can job growth be so high while industrial production is so bad? Why housing starts are so bad? Why CPI is so high and persistently high? Why retail sales are flat from a year ago when we adjust for inflation? That sounds recession, but job growth? confusing. Part of this is we just have to simply accept the fact that, A, number one, uh, the economy is always confusing. Remember the, the, the simple statistic that over half of the economists over the last 20 years, every, periodically, every, twice a year they're surveyed, where will interest rates be six months from now? Over half were wrong. A coin flip is right half the time. And that's all they do. And we're asking one thing, not the whole economy. So sitting there thinking you're going to get the economy right is incomprehensibly arrogant. You are, you're lost. You don't even know the questions to ask. You're so lost. If you think you know what's going to happen with the economy. That, the starting point to any wisdom, of course, is being humble. And knowing what we don't know, which is everything. We don't know the future. We have to have that kind of humility looking at the overall economy. But I will say this. It's going to be extra confusing this time. Not that we're trying to get it right. But understanding what happens when you spend trillions of dollars, when you drive interest rates to zero for more than 10 years. You create distortions in the economy that just don't take care of themselves by, oh, if we raise interest rates here or we do this over here, then we can get the jobs market back. And no, we're trying to figure this out. This has never been done before. Never been done before. On a scale, on a magnitude that is so far above anything we've ever tried. And we're just, this is the arrogance of the Federal Reserve. This is the arrogance of politicians. It's okay, we can do this, we got this. As soon as inflation starts ticking higher, we'll just raise interest rates a little bit. No, you're not gonna raise it three times a quarter of a point in the year 2020, 2022. You end up raising it 3%. From zero. They didn't get it right. You're not going to get it right. We can't get it right. You have to understand, it's a very confusing time for the economy. It is. And we just have to have a look at it and go, huh, I don't know for a recession. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's all right to not know and to not make plans around that. Look at your own circumstance. For example, if you're, if you're running a business, is it running good? Then just go with it. You can expand. You can do things. You have to figure out what the rest of the world's doing. Because while you're expanding, somebody else is contracting. And trying to figure out the overall economy for what you're going to do with investments. Oh, man, is that ever a loser game. What a loser game that is. But people think they need to do it. They do. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Fox News is next. And our number, 580-KIDO. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's 580-KIDO. 
dave at petsofinancial.net if you prefer email. All right, before we get to the phones, I want to talk about this again because it is a tough subject for some people, and that's inflation. It's particularly hard on Joe. Jojo doesn't understand inflation because he constantly says inflation is coming down under his programs or whatever, whatever he, you know, I, I don't know what it is he thinks he did, but it's coming down. Well, in one sense, it is. The rate of inflation is coming down, but prices are not getting lower. So if you have zero inflation after 10% inflation, you're still 10% higher prices than you were a year ago. And that's what we've done is what, we're not at zero. But some things are, right? Month to month, energy prices, oil and gas might be up or down. Food has stayed stubbornly expensive. But where we're really at right now and why the Fed is concerned and still raising interest rates and not talking about dialing them back down is because we're getting serious inflation. Okay, we had 9% at some peak made-up time. So we have 9% slows down to 6 is still stupid high. That means prices, I'm not compounding this, I'm not being precise, are up 15%. They just compound on top of each other. The rate of inflation slowing down is not slowing inflation. It's not dropping prices. They're increasing at a slower rate than stupid high which is why the Fed is still slamming interest rates higher. There's no way they're backing off. That's why they raised a quarter of a point. They're going to keep raising. And we haven't even felt the effects because it takes time. It's not like the next quarter of a point. That does it. That's the trick. So inflation slowing down the growth, we're still far, far above the target of 2%. We're not even close. Federal Reserve is nowhere near dropping interest rates. They say it, I think we can go ahead and believe it, okay? And they're the ones that get to pull the trigger. They're the ones that have been so wrong, I know. And if all of a sudden inflation does drop to two, a highly unlikely event, then you will see them back off, as in drop. But slowing down from 9% to 6 is still stupid high inflation, and that's why prices are so high, and why middle class is struggling. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. Let's go to Terry. Terry, thanks for calling. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Professor. Great minds think alike here. <laughs> well, okay. What is your great mind thinking about? Well, the question I wrote down, and, and again, I don't have the attribution Exact, but I believe our Paul Volcker once said to curb inflation, you need to the Fed needs to raise interest rates to equal what they believe the inflation rate is. Mm-hmm. But but my question comes to, with all of the manipulation of the the data and the the information, how do we trust where they're going to be? 
where where well, they need to raise the rates to. I think we have to just trust by listening. Uh, meaning, um, are they going to get it right? They they clearly are not. They 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 blew it. Um, they got political. Uh, shouldn't have. In my opinion, nobody's ever held them for, accountable for continuing to keep ask the question. If you knew inflation was not transitory, why did you continue to dig the hole deeper? Why didn't you immediately stop? Maybe not raise interest rates at that point, but why did you keep buying bonds? In, in other words, inflating the money supply. Why did you keep going? And that went on actually for six months before they stopped. Yeah. And that's a long time. That's a lot of money in the system that has had no necessity and was counterproductive for what they believed was the, was the problem. So it's a very it's it's hard not to say that was political, um, trying to get some some different programs through, keeping rates low, yada yada. Um, I I don't know. And the Federal Reserve is supposed to be independent. It feels like they are now, but I I don't know where they lost their bearing there. They feel very to me very determined though to get on top of inflation and not go down in, in history as the worst Federal Reserve ever. They're pretty close to it, but I don't think they want to go down as the worst ever. And uh, I, I, this, this, I just, I, I think you just have to take them at their face value, Terry. I, I don't think that there's anything we have to try to believe other than the data and just continue to look at the data. Yeah, I got two things to say to that. I'm, I'm looking at the headlines off of my favorite news source, Zero Hedge here. It says, El Arian says the needs, the Fed needs to raise 2% inflation target or it will crush the economy. Calls for 3 or 4%. Yeah. And, well, well, and no, and right above it's an article that mentions Rand Paul, and I just want to say Rand Paul for president. But yeah, well, <laughs> it's, I, 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 he he's a little nutty for me, but I but uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's 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 never worth listening to him. So yeah. I, I I I think that uh, being fiscally responsible is 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 a really good idea, and politicians aren't. Uh, so I, I think that they ha- we have to have governors on them, uh, and it would be nice to to do to to have some kind of a, a balanced budget amendment, things like that, that keep the governors on because politicians are, well, they just like to be reelected and they like well, power. They don't really care oftentimes for the country in general. So with, you know, with, with this bunch of clowns, nutty kind of loses its meaning a little bit. So. Well, it does. You're right. It does. I, I need a stronger word word for it. But but um, I, I do. You know, it's it. This whole inflation perspective that we're going through now, um, it, it's still there and it's still high, and we're seeing some things come off, and that's good. They were so it was so hard to get on an airplane, for example. It's not as hard. Um, the price increases for hotels and things they've diminished now, so that's slowing down because people are not spending the kind of money they were, especially the high end, which is very interesting. So um, with stock prices down, real estate prices down, uh, this is starting to affect people uh, in, in their exorbitant spending, right? So mm-hmm. some of those things are really tamp- tempered, tempering themselves. And uh, at the same time, we're seeing the average person struggling because of food. Um, of, of course, there's exorbitant spending when the government hands out wads of money to everybody to sit on their duff so correct and it distorts the economy so we're dealing with that and we just don't know how it's going to end 
Well, I, I go back to the good book. We got uh, Be of Good Cheer, and another one is Be Still and Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one, too. That's a good one. All right, All right Terry. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. Same to you, sir. NASCAR's on again. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The, the, uh, the, the Redneck Channel, right? That's perfect. Have a good day. Our, our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. You know, again, retail sales, flat. Industrial production, weak. Housing starts, five months straight down. People talking about housing bottoming. I sure don't see it in the starts, right? And here's the other thing. We had a really warm January, meaning housing start time, if it's really warm. Really cold, distorts it the other direction. So we still had bad numbers. People are not building houses, not yet. And that's also true of apartments. So those things will change. But we have a job market that's on fire. Inflation is still high. It doesn't look like a regular recession, does it? And that's why I think we got to get away from the actual, is it a recession, is it not? It's super slow growth or maybe even slightly negative growth. Contraction, I guess, is the right way to put that. What's the difference? A half a percent in GDP? It isn't important. We are not growing like we should. We're spending too much money. The deficit is exploding. All of these things are bad. All of them. There is no policy currently to address any of that. So the Federal Reserve just raises interest rates. Once again, that's not the overall problem that we need to try to solve in our investments. Interest rates are higher, giving everybody more alternatives, meaning there's so many things out there that a person can buy that has incredible yield expectations for minimal risk that was not available a year ago at all. Four and a quarter money markets were zero a year ago. It's an incredibly different world. It's different. It's scary. It's frightening. It's bad. It's upside down. All of that's true. But sitting around and figuring out whether the economy is going to go into a recession, we're going to have a hard landing, a soft landing, is absolutely pointless. Buy the great corporations when they're down, and they've jumped back up. And we have more alternatives now for yield if you need income in your portfolio. It's safer going forward than it has been in years. It feels not safer, does it? Not at all. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. We'll take our final break and hopefully talk to you on the other side. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO, that's our number. If you have any comments or questions as we wind up our last segment today. You know, I started talking today about how crazy the market is and how irrelevant that is and how absolutely normal that is. 
And I think that it's it, this, if you will, psychologically, we are always fighting this, always have, fighting our fear. Like if, if stocks go down, it's going to go away. But we now have to do that. It's like on steroids, right? I mean, the amount of information, and I don't even want to call it information. I, I hesitate to call it information. It's really just this pouring of data, right? It's, it's not even information. It's certainly not wisdom. It's certainly not helpful. But we have an absolute drumbeat, constant, of whatever it is you want dialed in. I want doom and gloom stuff. Boom, boom there it is. You got it. And you may not say that. You may not even be honest with yourself and say that. But it is. All bad news all the time. So buy gold. That's what you need to do. That's perfectly dialed in to Google, Yahoo, any search engine out there. Knows what you read, where you spend your time. Knows what you're looking for knows how to pitch to you. So this noise gets louder and louder of things we already agree with. Not, not, not things we don't agree with. Not things that might change our mind. Things that solidify our perspective. And now it's so loud, it's really hard for people to parse through the doubt. Well, what about this? What about that? There are funny things that happen. We, we, we know that, you know, funny, you know, it's not funny because it's real to people. Okay. But you know, Oh, there's three blood moons this year. So the, the end of the world is here. You, things like that. You know, I, I can't own stocks because of three blood moons. Okay. I can't own stocks because everything's going to go away or whatever it is. These are real fears. And it's more difficult than ever to go past that unless we're like super aware. This is just being fed to me every single day. I'm ignoring it. I'm not opening pages anymore. I'm going to go past that. I'm going to spend some quiet time and not sit here and keep going deeper. I'm going to think. I'm going to let be. I'm going to find peace. We are fed this so much. We are fed exactly this whole idea, especially for young people now, right? It's just, it's just why? Because they, they don't know who they are. I, I think it's ridiculous that we sit around and coddle young people all the time and their opportunities aren't as great. Yeah, no, they're greater. You're right. It's not the same. It's better than it's ever been. But they're coddled so much that the only way they stand out is by being weird. Yeah, I said it, weird. So now I want to identify as a girl. Why? So I can go, go to the girl's shower? Some do. Others are just confused. And, and it's heartbreaking. But is that what we want to do is then say, oh, you know, we have to identify as uh, uh, to man, uh, you know, Tammy instead of Tim. It's crazy what we're doing, and these kids are, 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 it's depressing. 
why am I talking about this social issue? It's confusing to us what happens in the markets. Very confusing. And we have to understand part of that is by this constant feed and this constant desire for information that we already agree with, more facts that I already agree with. And it's being fed. And it's being fed to kids. It's being fed to adults. We understand it when it's happening to somebody else. That's why I use the example. This is what's happening to our kids. Why wouldn't they be depressed in overwhelming numbers? Well, of course they are, because they're living life in whatever, TikTok land. Why aren't we confused about the markets? We are. Because we live our life on the Internet. Some people in, on Reddit, I'm going to bet on this stock, that stock, and it's not investing at all. It's gambling. It's gambling. And it's okay if we understand that that's what it is. But to, to think that we're actually investing is, no, no, we're not. That is not investing. We get our information from so many different sources. We used to be able to read the newspaper and collect data. They call it news, but it's really a historic report of what happened yesterday. But also lost in everything, too, is the idea that there is maybe some non-political thought that we can learn from. Less and less of that out there today, isn't there? Editorials that are thoughtful, make us think, make us grow, maybe change our mind about something. So with that, we're out of here for the day. Go to PetzoFinancial.com if you want to get in touch with us. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us.